Hi, this is Dr. MJ coming to you from beautiful Boston, Massachusetts. This is the Women in Dentistry podcast where we feature women in dentistry making waves and leading the industry through the next decade. I am your host, Dr. Mary Jane Hanlon, a former dental assistant, dental hygienist, and now dentist. I'm very pleased to introduce you today to Ms. Shannon McCarthy. Shannon is the Managing Director of Business Development and Yankee Dental for the Massachusetts Dental Society. She has over 25 years of experience working in the event planning space within the dental industry. And those who have been around dentistry for many years equate Yankee Dental with Shannon McCarthy. A vibrant, memorable personality, Shannon personifies the epitome of leadership at the highest level. It is now my pleasure to bring you to my interview with Shannon McCarthy. Shannon, I am so excited to have you here today on the show to share with uh, my audience. I am equally excited because I know so much about you and your story, and I am really excited to share with the audience all the things that you've done in dentistry without ever being really a dentist a hygienist or a dental assistant. And how do you do that, right? So, you know, if you wouldn't mind, just tell us a little bit about how you got into dentistry and what it is that you're doing today. And then we'll go into some questions. Well, I, I was the high school kid that didn't know my career path. I went to Framingham State. I was an English major. I thought I wanted to work for a PR firm. I did some internships at... Um, a few PR firms. Um, so when I was graduated and looking for a job, Mass Dental Society was looking for someone to work on their journal. And so I was actually hired to work on the journal. And after about a year of looking at photos of uh, implant surgery and things like that, I thought, you know, this really just isn't a good fit for me. But my mentor, Michelle Curtin, she was the one who had hired me. Um, she was the director of Yankee. And um, she and I just had a real connection. She had a daughter about the same age as me. And so she said, you know what, let's, let's figure out something else. I don't want to lose you. So let's figure out another path. So I actually went to work in the insurance department of Mass Dental when we offered health insurance to our members. And that was really the same path as the journal. And I thought, you know what? I, I really like working here. I liked working for Michelle, but I, I'm not meant to handle insurance. That's really not the right fit. So again, I moved over to the meeting planning department and I worked on coordinating the presidential party and some of those smaller events. And I thought, you know, I'm getting closer to what I want to do, but I'm just not there yet. So we hired a woman, Betsy Hoke, after um, our director of exhibits retired. And this lady was a dynamo from Washington, D.C. She oversaw the supermarket food shows and just really a sharp lady. And she really inspired me to um, want to get involved on the exhibit side. And she really was the type of person that, you know, she would explain everything she was doing and why she was doing it. And I really learned a lot. And when she left, 
after about a year and a half, I said to Michelle, I can do the job. And I said, let me do it. I, I know I can do it. And so Michelle said, well, you know what? It's a big responsibility. So I'm going to give you half of it and let's see how it goes. And that was when I knew I found my place was um, just working with the companies and the exhibitors and talking to different people every day. And I just really, I found my passion and the rest is sort of history. You know, it's uh, been 26 years that I've been there and now I oversee Yankee and the member savings program for the society. And I work with a lot of really great people. So it's really just, I found my path by accident, but it's really been, you know, a really great career for me. That is amazing. I did not know those first two stories of your path and how wonderful it was that you had a leader and especially that, you know, and I do remember Michelle and I do remember how wonderful she was, but that you had a leader that saw in you such great qualities that she knew that you, she didn't want to lose you. I think that's critically important attribute for a leader to have to make sure that they keep good people and find the place where, where you're going to fit. That's an unbelievable story. So you have now been working with companies and probably have seen the transformation of one company to another and people flip-flopping between companies and, and going here and going there. But I think I think the entire industry knows who you are because no matter where I am, oh, Shannon McCarthy works for you guys. Yep, she does. Yeah, well, you know, it's really just about who you know, right? I mean, that's, life is really just about connections. And, um, you know, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I've learned over the years is that collaborations are really the key to success. And we all want to achieve the same in, in organized industry. And, and so the more that we can partner with other organizations, you know, the stronger it makes us. And I do consider myself part of that, of the us, you know, I mean, I, I've known so many of the, the dentists and the staff for so many years as well, that it's like a second family to me. Well, and, and they are like a second family to you. I think everyone that has been involved in Yankee in one way, shape, or form just stays connected together. I mean, we come back together every January, and I know that this January is going to be a little bit different. I'd love to talk about that a little bit. But, you know, we come back together, and it's just like old home week, right? Oh, my gosh, it's so good to see you. And, you know, I, I'm sure you feel the same way about even the salespeople, even the company rep, everyone. You know, it's all part of a big, huge Yankee family. It is. It absolutely is. Um, I think, too, you know, and I'd love to get your feedback on this. One of the things that I noticed greatly during the COVID-19 crisis was how much the industry really work together to support one another. You know, we've talked about the impact of the CE programs and how a lot of it was giving away for free. And that's really changed the trajectory, at least of our program. I'm sure it has changed the trajectory of a, a lot of programs to not be concentrating on that. So what are some of the things that you're thinking about for Yankee in 2021? Well, you know, for 2021, it's, uh, we are in September, so we really are going to have to, to um, I think our biggest 
most important piece is that we're going to have to be relevant to where dentists and staff are um, as we approach January. So, you know, we definitely are going to have some of the meat and potatoes speakers that are the core, but I think a lot of it is going to be, you know, at, down to the wire in terms of, you know, are we in a good place in the world and, you know, we can, we can do more of the meat and potatoes or, you know, are we going to have a resurgence and we are going to have to offer support to the dental industry and, and how we're going to get through this and onto the other side. I think the most important part though, like you just said, it's like old home week. And mm -hmm. that's really the key feeling that I think a lot of our, our group is missing right now are those collaborations and connections with people and, you know, wanting to see the, the friends that you graduated with and go to the alumni receptions. And so that's really a, a critical part of what we want this virtual meeting to include is having those connections back with folks. And then we are planning an outdoor event as well in June, which we're very excited about. Um, every year when we're at the BCEC and we look out the window at the, the snow-covered lawn on D, we always think, well, what would it be like to have a, an event there? And so we are really excited because this is gonna be a very different, unique opportunity for us to all come together at a different time of the year social connection with food trucks and games and cocktails and exhibitors and some CE. So I think it's really going to be a fun opportunity for everybody to reconnect. Oh my gosh. I, you know, I got to tell you once, once you uh, made that announcement, I got very excited because one, it's going to be warmer and two, you know, food trucks, wine and dine and see all your friends if that's the first time we all get together it's going to be mayhem i can just tell you we're all going to be there together i agree yeah it's it's going to be mayhem i'm so excited about it so just tell the audience when the date is for for the dental palooza is june 4th at the lawn on d so we will be having lots of information coming out soon very good and that's that's right behind the bcec right um, it's actually on the side. It's on the uh, the side where the Weston is. So um, there's 2.7 acres of, of green space there. So we will fill it with dental professionals. Very good. How exciting. Well, you know, that's great news and um, just a great story about how you got into dentistry. And now I'm sure that you know more about implants and, <laughs> and restorative materials and cements than you ever thought you would ever want to know. But or N95s. <laughs> N95s, absolutely. In fact, I think a lot of us know more about N95s than we ever wanted to know. I, I can assure you. But uh, it's, it's good that, that I think the Dental Society, the ADA has all done an extremely amazing job supporting all of us through this whole process. And I, I can't say enough. I am so proud to be a part of organized dentistry. And anybody that doesn't see the value at this point, I don't know what else we can do for them because it's just been amazing how our, our society as well as the ADA has stepped up to, to support our members. Yeah, I would, I totally agree with you. I, I think one of the highlights of my career has been when the distribution of the PPE during COVID because we just, we had so many doctors that volunteered. We had sales reps that came in and volunteered and 
that the doctors and staff that came to get the PPE were so appreciative. And it, it was just, it was really a good feeling, you know, during a, a really bad time. So. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't think this, this effect has, has uh, certainly ended yet. I, I think the dominoes are going to continue to fall. So anything we can do to help support one another through this time and, and hopefully stay healthy, you know, and get us to the point where we can get to next June and have a reunion. I think that's, that's what I'm going to call it myself is, you know, dental Palooza is a great title, but let's just have a dental reunion, right? And just all get back together like the old family reunions like we used to have when we were kids growing up, right? That's right. Absolutely. So um, reflecting back on your time, and maybe, you know, Michelle was the person that gave you the best piece of advice, but do you have a piece of advice that you were given that really kind of, you know, helped support your um, decision-making through your career? Well, a couple of things. I think one is um, surrounding yourself with really strong people. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that, you know, I know for me personally right now, I have a, a group of ladies that I work with and I feel as though they make me look better because, you know, what my strengths are or maybe their weakness and vice versa. And, you know, collectively, it makes us a better organization. You know, I also think that one of my favorite things is that I never see anything in black and white. It's always gray. You know, there, don't ever tell me that there isn't a way to accomplish something. You can always accomplish something and there's a way to do it. So, you know, I hate, there's nothing more that I hate when I talk to somebody and they say, nope, can't do it. Well, it's not going to work. It will work and we will find a way, you know, and I, I think that a lot of people don't do things because they have that self-doubt, but I think it's really crucial. But I, my favorite quote, and I tell my daughter, I have three children. So I tell my daughter all the time, surround yourself with people that feel like sunshine. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because there's just, there's so much negativity and, and, and a lot of drama in our world and you know, I think that, um, you know, it doesn't take a lot to have compassion or, you know, to, you know, I, I think about, you never know what somebody else is going through and you don't know their story, you know? So I always try to keep that in the back of my head that, you know what, maybe this person's really having a bad day and what can I do to make it a better day? Empathy and just pure kindness. I mean, it's not hard to do. It's really not hard. It's really to do. not. It's really not. Who's made the biggest impact on your life, do you think? I would have to say that Michelle Curtin, who was my mentor, really was critical in helping me become the person that I am today. You know, she, I really saw her as a visionary. And then I do feel like it was very important. You know, when, when I first started in this industry, it was very male dominated. And, you know, we all, we used to have this, you know, if you remember it, but it was a wall of all the past presidents and it was all men. And that used to depress me a little bit. And then we had the surgeons of, you know, Andrea Richmond and Janice Conrad and, you know, folks like that. And, you know, they were sharp ladies and, um, and now you and Janice Moriarty, you know, I think, 
you all are spectacular leaders. And um, I think it's really important to have good role models like that, you know, that are just sharp business folks, and especially someone like you, because you have a daughter as well. So you understand that balance of family and career, which not everybody gets. It's so true. It's so true. And I think about the fact that I'm the fourth female president of the Massachusetts Dental Society in a hundred years. And that just kills me. Yeah. You know, like it's amazing that it's taken us that long to have four females. Um, and I know at the ADA level, it's not much different. So, you know, it's, it's a sad reflection. And I think that no matter where you go in dentistry, that, you know, even in the academic institutions, you don't see the number of women at the, on those leadership roles that, that you do, even in private corporations. I mean, there's certainly much more women and leadership roles than they are men, but not in academia. Well, I think about someone like Kathy O'Laughlin. You know, when I first started, she was my first exhibits chair. And, you know, I look at her career and, and the path that she's gone, and, and she's a dynamic lady, you know. So I think it's important that we have, you know, women that are really strong and out there. And, you know, it's a good role model for, for all of us. Mm -hmm. I can remember the first time I met Kathy, I was graduating from dental school and she and Janice were coming to an alumni research, reception for the graduating women. And I was an R for then, and she hadn't even accomplished, you know, being a CEO of, a, of Delta Dental and another insurance company, and then, you know, executive director. And I was impressed by where she had gotten already in her career. So, you know, reflecting back, I, I remember how much she inspired me even then, and it still does to this day. She just is an amazing woman. So leading the way for all of us, leading the way for all of us. Right. That's right. So, you know, I know some of the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway to share, but has there been a big obstacle in your life that you've had to overcome that you want to share with the audience? Yes, absolutely. I, um, two years, October, two years ago in October, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and it really came out of nowhere. Um, I hadn't been feeling well. I knew something wasn't right. Um, I had gone for a physical in August and I thought, you know, maybe I have Lyme disease or a thyroid issue or something, but something was definitely off. And my primary care physician said that, you know, I had all my tests done, everything was fine. And fortunately I had had a mammogram in October. Um, my grandmother had breast cancer and so you know, I just, I didn't know a lot about it. I didn't know a lot of folks that had had that battle. And um, so it really was a really difficult time. Um, I did have a double mastectomy. And, you know, I think as a woman that is, you know, it, it identifies who we are, you know, I, I know it sounds a little crazy, but to, to lose that part of, my body and my, and then to lose my hair with chemotherapy, I, it was a really bad time for me. But at the same time, I have three children and I have a great husband and, you know, so you got to do what you got to do. You know, you got to fight the fight. And, you know, so I, I really felt that it was important to focus on, 
you know, the positives and, mm-hmm. and getting through it. And I definitely have a very different personality today than I did two years ago. Um, you know, I used to be uh, a big tailgater. I don't tailgate anymore. I, you know, I just, I really can't get upset over the little things in life. And I do try, you know, when I'm down at the Cape or, you know, at the beach somewhere, I try to take some time to just take in where I am and appreciate the beauty and, and just that I'm here. And so, yeah, it, it definitely was life changing, but I will tell you, I've also met a lot of really dynamic ladies. I I am very sad to say that when I first found out, you know, I, I met a couple of women, but since then, I, I now have, there's 41 women in my group um, since I started. So, you know, it's, it's so prevalent. And, um, you know, all I can do is en- encourage women that you need to get a mammogram and um, you need to push for 3D imaging because um, I, I think if I had had a normal mammogram, I, I don't think I would have known that I had it. So I think it's very important. So tell me a little bit more about that, because I, I don't know the difference. Uh, I haven't heard of a 3D mammogram versus a regular flat radiograph. So yeah, share, share if you know any, anything about the differences um, with the audience, because I can't imagine I'm the only person that's saying, I don't know, but I, I don't know. I think a lot of it has to go, it goes to the hospital, like where you're going for the mammogram and what type of equipment that they have. But just the basic um, mammogram, it doesn't pick up any of the dense tissue. So it, it doesn't, it can't see tumors and things like that. But the 3D imaging, it actually can see through the dense tissue. And this was a big conversation that I had with my oncologist because I was trying to understand I was going for a mammogram every six months because of my family's history. And, you know, I just couldn't understand how I would, I would go from a a clear mammogram and then six months later I have stage two cancer. Like it just didn't make sense to me. And she said, because most women need the um, either the 3d imaging or an MRI An MRI is really, actually even better, you know, and, and it's, it should be standard operating procedure for women to be able to have that. But unfortunately, you know, with health insurance in our country, that's, that's where they skimp, right? Yeah. You know, the disparity between the spend on male um, health issues and female health issues is quite well known. I do think that we need to be more boisterous about this because, you know, we're not getting the same level of, of care and research that, that male-related diseases get. So I, I think you bring up a, an extremely valuable point that we have to educate ourselves and we have to educate um, our lawmakers on the things that are missing for us, um, male and female. You know, like you don't want this to happen to your wife. You don't want this to happen to your daughter. If you don't want that, then you got to do something about it, right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, I will say that we are very fortunate that we live in this part of the country and that we do have the the doctors and the hospitals that we do have here. But I think one of the most important takeaways that I got from this is that, you know, 
my body was telling me that something was wrong and I wasn't really listening. I was, you know, you, you definitely try to just treat the symptoms. You don't go try to find what is the source. And so I think when somebody says to you, nope, everything's fine, you know, and you know, inside, you know what, I don't feel good, (laughs) you know, like go with it. Push it. Yeah. Push it. I think that there is more tendency today to, to rush through appointments. Um, I had somebody tell me um, recently that they had a telehealth physical. And I said, how is that possible? You know, did they do a breast exam? Did they do a palpation exam of your abdomen? You know, how did you have that? And they said everything was just questioned. Yeah. Well, all right. So... Then you're, you're submitting that to insurance companies, and I don't know. I, I, I think we're getting into a, a you know, you, you said earlier that, that you, you are in the gray area all the time. I'm actually a black and white person. And, you know, okay, if, if, if you're telling me that I need this in order to diagnose it, that's what I want because yeah. I don't want to compromise, right? I don't want to question whether or not this is the right thing to do or not the right thing to do. So. I think we are all we all deserve to have the highest level of care when we need it. You know? Absolutely. Yep, I agree. Wow. Very, yeah. very thankful that that you have come out on the other side. We certainly did miss you, even though I know you were trying so hard not to, <laughs> not to participate. Oh it was it was very hard for me to miss Yankee and um you know, it was great because they actually had done, it was like a cardboard cutout of me. And the entire week, I, it was so great because everybody, you know, the doctors, everybody took their picture with me and sent it to me. So, you know, it really made me feel good that, that I was missed. And cause I really did miss everybody else. You know, I, I really, I do so look forward to that week every year and, you know, pray to the snow gods every year, but I do love that week. So. Yeah. It's a great week and it's, it's a, it's a great week of reconnecting and being proud of, of an accomplishment, right? Like you work all year long to set this up. And, you know, I know from personal experiences that, that your, your passion runs so deep that you're constantly pushing yourself to find new ideas and new ways of doing things. And why don't we try this? And why don't we try that? And you're, you're so open to um, ideas and suggestions that they just easily come to you because you are open to them, right? Um, it's an amazing thing to, to see somebody that, that is that passionate about their job. So thank you for all you do. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, from a confidence level, you appear from the surface to be extremely confident. Have you been confident your entire life? Um, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I think that, um, you know, probably in my twenties and and thirties, I, I probably wasn't as confident. And I think when I hit 40, I really just don't care what anybody else thinks, you know, I, I, I mean, I care about people, what they, they feel, but you know, if, if somebody doesn't like me or care for me, it, it's, I get it, you know, everybody 
has their own feelings and perspectives and that's okay. You know, we can agree to disagree and that's fine. I, you know, I don't hold anything against anybody for having a different thought process than I do. So I, I don't think it's, it's, I, you know, no, that my confidence level has changed. I think that I've just changed as a person where I just don't let things bother me, you know? Um, and I think I also have a, a lot more willingness to try different things and, um, you know, just all these years of past experience, you know, it does make you feel a little confident in what you know. And so I, I guess, you know, there is a comfort level with, with what, what I know. Yeah. So. I think that's the one key right there is, is that our experiences contribute to building our confidence, right? And, and the more experiences you have, the more confidence you definitely build over time. That's right. Yeah. Yep. It's really important. Is your daughter, do you feel like your daughter is really confident um, heading off to college this year? Or is that something that you think she's going to build more of too? Um, you know what? I have... Um, I think that's one of the biggest things that I've always tried to push with my daughter. I, I do have two boys too, but I, I do feel like it's a little different for the girls. And so, you know, I've always pushed my daughter to, you know, just be the best that she can be and to not get caught up in what everybody else thinks, you know, it's really only, you know, how you feel about yourself. And um, so I think she's been, um, really excited about going off to college. And I think it's really been a great experience for her to live on her own and find her way around campus. And um, she doesn't know her career path, but I, I think that this is a, a good way for her to find her path, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I think she's, uh, she's doing great. If we can get through COVID, then it'll be even better. And, you know, the, the unfortunate piece is that it, a lot of the COVID um, outbreaks are stemming from college campuses. And so it's hard. And I, I, I respect the fact that they're being challenged by that themselves. They're young. They want to see each other. They want to get together. Um, but you have to balance that out with, with, you know, safety, right? And it's hard for them to understand that. They're young. They're carefree. It is hard for them to understand that. Yeah, I agree. So do you have somebody in dentistry that inspires you? Yeah, I would actually say um, Dr. Leo Whitworth is somebody who I have an immense respect for. I met him maybe five or six years ago, and um, he, he was, you know, unsure of, of what was happening in, in his life at the time when we met and we just clicked and he has really just, um, he, he's really somebody who is just a kind soul, you know, and he just talking to him makes you feel like a better person. You know, he's just, um, he's really a great guy. And, um, and I think Dr. Moriarty, you know, during this last year, watching her rise to the occasion on just so many challenges that our society faced. And she really, I have to say, rolled up her sleeves and just, she did the work. I mean, she was stuffing 
booties into bags and standing greeting everybody um, distributing the PPE and um, you know with the loss of our executive director that was very challenging and I know both of you have really stepped up to the plate to really help support the, the society and the staff and you know that's it's, it's been a really challenging year. So that having that leadership was really crucial because that could have, that could have been really negative for our organization. And instead it was, she really was a true leader. So, and you're, you're following that path. Well, but I could not agree more. I, I, I remember thinking when I took over in July, Oh my God, I have such big shoes to fill because she just was amazing from the very get-go. It did not shake her at all. She got to business and, and you know, here's what we're going to do. She was very decisive. Um, I know we made our decision before the ADA made, our, made their decision. Um, I was so proud of her for that fact because she was, you know, even though we got a lot of flack for that decision, she was very willing to take it because she said, no, this isn't the right thing. We've got to close now uh, because we didn't know what we were dealing with at the time, you know? And I think that's a hard, hard thing for a leader to do. Absolutely. And I, and I think part of the reason why our state is in, in the shape it is right now is because, you know, of the, of the decisions like that, you know, that our organization contributed to that. Yeah. And we were very willing to make sure that we gave to frontline um, providers and anything we had, we were sharing. I, 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 it was a very proud moment for me, for sure. I think for all of us, I absolutely think for all of us. So have you ever had an aha moment when you realize that you're doing exactly what you're meant to be doing? I'm sure you've had a lot of them. You know, I, I think every year, um, you know, we find ourselves up against new challenges and I don't know if I, if I have aha moments, but I have every day, you know, I, I just feel like my mind is constantly going and what could we do? What could we change and who could we partner with? And so I think it's more of an ongoing process for me that, um, you know, it's when I see a situation you know, it, it gives me the opportunity to create something new and different. And, um, you know, it just sort of depends on, on what's happening in, in the world of dentistry at the time, you know, and what's the, you know, is it the e-prescribing or is it, you know, it, it's every time we turn around, it's something different. And how can we, how can we help to make the doctor's lives easier, their practice run better, um, you know, and keep everybody safe. You know, I think those are the, the main priorities, but yeah, every day there's an aha. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. What a great way to live your life for sure. Have you um, ever uh, experienced stress in your life? Oh God. Yes. Every day, every okay. day. So how do you manage that? Like what's your favorite way to manage stress? Um, I, in the summertime, I like to swim. I swim a lot. Um, whether it's the ocean, a pool, whatever I, I swim. Um, I, I did have a very good exercise routine before COVID. Um, now I, I think I, we all can say that. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, I like to try to walk and, um, I am trying to do a better job of, 
you know, taking a minute and just sort of breathe, you know, and not to go to that panic mode and, you know, or to, to go to folks like you who, you know, I, I use as a valuable resource when I'm, when I'm doubting myself or questioning something, you know, I can run it by someone like you and, you know, you sort of step back a little bit and walk through the process. And then you think, okay, all right, I was on the right track or, or I was off a little bit, but, you know, I, I think really utilizing the support of, of other people and, and trying to, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Unbelievable. How about a secret dream? Do you have any secret dreams that you'd like to share with the audience? You know, it's funny. I, I do think about that all the time. You know, what, if I wasn't doing this job, you know, what would I be doing? And again, I will admit that my mind does work a hundred yeah. thousand hours a day. Yeah. So, I mean, this summer I went from, you know, thinking that I could create a beach chair for elderly folks to, um, you know, it just every day I come up with some new idea, but I, you know, I really do feel fortunate because I do feel like I, I really love my job. I, I love the, just the people that I've met over the years that I'm always so amazed at, at the doctors that I work with because, you know, they're, they're not paid to, to help at Mass Dental. And every year at Yankee, I have the same group, you know, that just, they just show up. And each year we add new people but I'm just amazed at how they, they come to the exhibits office and they say, what, what do you need me to do? What, how can I help you? And just to work with people like that is, I feel really lucky, you know? That's good. Because it's, it's, not, um, it's not the corporate world. It is a very different world. And um, even all the exhibitors that we work with, they constantly will say, what can we do to help? What do you need from us? And it's just, it's a, I can't complain about anything. I feel really fortunate. It comes back to your, your original comment about family, right? And you know, that's what families do for each other. So I, I think that that is a key to happiness in, in one's life is, is doing what you love every single day because it's not, then it's not work, right? That's right. It's more like you get, oh my gosh, how lucky am I? I get to wake up today and go back and do something I love. I, I wish more people understood that and walk away from all the things that they don't love to do and find the things that really turn them on. And I think that that's where your passion comes from is because you just do love what you're doing. Yeah. It's really awesome. I can't thank you enough, Shannon, for spending some time with me today. I was looking forward to this one all week, um, I will say, because I just knew how special you were, and I, I can't wait to share you with the audience and um, get this podcast out there. So thank you so much for being here, and can't wait to see what you do for Yankee this year. Thank you for, for being such a great role model too. And for always being so supportive, you know, I, I know how, what you do for the society and for Tufts and, you know, we're both very fortunate to have you. Um, so thank you. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to the Women in Dentistry podcast with Dr. MJ Hanlon. If you like our show and want to know more about us, check out our website, thewomenindentistry.com, or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us for our next episode as we bring you another amazing woman leading the way for the next generation. Thank you.